1: News and Market Commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's Business Leader, 1220 KDOW.
2: Welcome in, Uh, Rob Black in your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Another day, another dollar. Four losing sessions essentially in a row on Wall Street. Should we start to be getting worried? There's a lot of optimism. Washington is reportedly about uh, the optimism. In Washington is all about stimulus talks right now, but it hasn't actually signed an agreement. There's no dashing of T's or dotting of I's. Should we start to worry And as the days pass, with no passage of a deal, if we get to the weekend, are we just assuming that we're going to kick it down the road until after the election? I saw a great quote on uh, the markets yesterday. The worse America does, the higher the stock market goes. Huh. John, uh, not John, excuse me, Tudor Jones. For some reason, I want to call him John Paul Jones. I don't know what is on my head with that skippage. But Paul Tudor Jones said that if the elections go with a blue wave, we're going to see a massive stock market rally to start 2021. But then he said pressure will later start to form as we start getting towards a Biden tax plan. I don't think that's a bad, quick, dirty analysis of the elections. I don't know if it's going to play out like that with the elections. Um, But I guess if you believe polling, it does. So prepare your head for that statement one more time. Tudor Jones, Paul Tudor Jones, said under a blue wave, financial assets will suffer a great deal in the long run. But to start 2021 on massive stimulus, there'll be a big stock pop. Then there'll be a pressure on the Biden tax plan. Okay. Let's go over what happened yesterday and look to today, okay? Yesterday, stocks closed near lows. No stimulus. Will we get stimulus today, tomorrow? Time will tell. Remember last Sunday, Nancy Pelosi drew a line in the sand for Tuesday at midnight. Here we are Thursday morning. Clock is ticking. Communications and consumer staples were the only green stocks yesterday. Um, energy lagged on the expectation that the world economy is going to lag. Um, the sun will come out tomorrow. Solar stocks stank yesterday. There's an ETF that was down eight percent called Tan T A N. PayPal popped. After they said they're going to allow transactions via cryptocurrency, Bitcoin bopped as another public company validates the concept, popping and bopping. Tesla reported tonight, uh, last night after the uh, last night after the market close, I'll hit that one hard today. Um, but they reported their fifth straight quarter; they beat expectations. Again, more on that later in the show. Verizon beat third quarter estimates. Uh, thanks to the internet services and phone demand from people at home, working from home, the company added 283,000 postpaid phone subscribers. That's pretty impressive. As mature as the cell phone market is, uh, it's really a three-player game. at has the best dividend. Verizon has the most consistent execution and growth. While... Uh, T-Mobile slash. Um, why am I dropping their name? Starts with an S. Oh, I'm, I'm going brain dead. Um, phone company. Uh, I'll come back. I'll circle back on that one. I'll just call them T-Mobile because they. Oh, Sprint. So T-Mobile Sprint. Uh, they've merged, and I think T-Mobile is the ones going to be the one who stays around. But um, they seem to be the growthiest potential. They've got kind of a wackadoodle CEO. And when I say that, he's the kind of guy who you see on CNBC and you expect him to be wearing a suit and tie. And he might be in overalls. (laughs) You're like, what? Uh, Okay, I'll just go with it. Um, So that was yesterday in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Um, Not the best of days. Not the worst of days. Four down days. Uh, Where do we go from here? Waiting on stimulus. Snap had a monster day yesterday, and like I told you yesterday, it carried along with it Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook. Um, all the big social media stocks did well yesterday because Snap did well, thus validating the sector. Four things can move a single stock higher. Let's say you have company X. If the stock market's going higher, X can go higher. Or if the stock market's going lower, X can go lower. If the sector's going higher – The stock can go higher. Now, the sector in this case was Snap, and that brought the whole sector along with it. Facebook, Google, Twitter, Pinterest. Then you get the individual company and their execution. How do they do that quarter? In the case of Snap, they did well. So those three criteria have been met. And the fourth one is visibility. Healthcare used to have a lot more visibility than it does now. Then COVID hit, and people were like, you know what? I don't need to get my... Uh, breast augmented, or I don't need to get my hair plugs restored, or I don't need to get my colonoscopy. I'm going to stay away from that that hospital because I might get the COVID. So the visibility there is dried up, whereas it used to be very predictable. It'll get back to very predictable if we get through the COVID. Um, so those are the four things that can move a stock higher or lower. That's it. You can wrap up, everyone, and go on home. GMC unveiled its electric Hummer truck last night. Word on the street is uh, it's going to be a success. So the electric vehicle will have 1,000 horsepower, 11,500 pounds of torque. Uh, it'll eliminate emissions on and off the road. It's pretty cool sounding. Truck will have an infinity roof, 18 camera views, crab walk, which I don't know what crab walk is but it sounds like something my ex-girlfriend might have had. And I'll just I'll leave it at that. Um, there was a joke many, many years ago, and I'll throw it out there for you. My ex-girlfriend was so dirty, even her crabs had herpes. i shot. Thank you. Um, it's going to have GM's diagonal driving capability for tough off-roading. Sounds pretty sweet. It's going to cost $112,595. Reservations are sold out. Purdue Pharmaceuticals is going to plead guilty to charges related to marketing and distribution of the powerful painkiller Oxycontin. They've agreed to an $8.3 billion settlement. $225 million will be paid to the federal government. Um, I don't know a lot about drug addiction. I really, really don't. But it seems like someone should be going to jail and not paying a $8.3 billion fine. But... It is what it is. I've got a brother who's a judge, and uh, I think he agrees with me on that one. Uh, PayPal validated crypto. Tesla posted its most profitable quarter ever as it blows past analyst expectations. We'll talk about that probably in the third segment today. One of the areas I also want to get to is your credit score and mistakes that we make on our credit score. What a day we have ahead of us, right? I <laughs> think you're saying, ooh, It's uh, jam-packed full of information. We are in earnings season. We'll talk about that and much, much more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Find me also at New Focus Financial. We just published a new blog on the election and stocks that can go with it. Find it at newfocusfinancial.com.
1: Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Stocks are struggling for direction. Coming presidential and congressional elections loom large. Solid earnings out of Tesla, Chipotle, AT&T, and Coca-Cola. Not all of them are responding positively. Chipotle, for instance, is down. Tesla is up. Wall Street sees signs of an improving labor market today as the jobless claims data came in below 800000 for the first time since the pandemic started. I'd give a little bit of a golf clap to that, but it's still a very high number. In the world of pandemic, it's a good number. In the world of pre-pandemic, it's a bad number. In the last six months, it's finally trending below 800,000. Next mark, 750,000, 700,000. You get the idea. These are people who went to work uh, last week and were told, you can go home. We no longer need you. And then they get home and their spouse is like, oh, honey, go file for unemployment benefits. Can I do that online? Yeah, you can do it online. Um, You get the idea. It's people laid off. There's still hopes for a stimulus deal in the United States. A U.S. Uh, spokesperson for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. She said talks with the U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin have reached a stage where they're closer to being able to put pen to paper and write legislation. Should I say I'll believe it when I see it? Oh, there's going to be a debate tonight. U.S. accused Iran of interfering in the coming elections. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that, that's just, when you hit, see stories like that, you, you kind of want to say something, but you kind of feel dirty about it. I just don't know. Oil edged up a bit. Positive sign in the minds of the world economies. Um, Align Technologies up 35%. Talking about a winner-winner chicken dinner. They make Invisalign tooth aligners Reported late Wednesday that revenue grew 21% from the year-ago quarter. So something I've learned about Invisalign um, versus braces, you do Invisalign if your kid has like good hygiene and can take care of taking them out and putting them in. You do braces if your kid's filthy dirty and, and you can't trust them to put the, uh, aligners in. They've somehow miraculously priced the two products exactly the same. That's kind of... Weird. like, you don't know that you don't know that. Then you have kids and then suddenly, you know, that Uh, Chipotle Mexican grill shares down 6.2%. They came in above earnings expectations. They make burritos. I know you're saying, thank you, Rob. They make rice bowls, things like that. Uh, Wall Street was focused on the burrito makers, narrowing operating margins. So food costs are going higher. When food costs go higher, if guacamole, if one guacamole costs you, you know, two ounces of it costs 45 cents, the next quarter costs 50 cents because avocado prices go higher, um, that little two ounces is a big hit to their profitability. And they have to decide now, do I pass that on to you and raise prices? Do I give less guacamole and upset people? Maybe they don't come next time. That's where the dilemma is. And Isn't that funny? We're talking about avocados on this show. God, avocados are so good when they're good, right? AT&T stock is up 6%. Um, strong Strong subscriber gains. I think the stock had a losing streak of nine days in a row. Isn't that something? That's quite a losing streak if you were to ask me. Uh, Weekly jobless claims dropped to the lowest level since the pandemic. Again, the number is still not great. One of the reasons for the decline in jobless claims has been the migration of workers who have exhausted the regular benefits and have moved to the pandemic unemployment assistance. And that's starting to to wrap. So people have to go find jobs. Um, I'll talk about Tesla next quarter, uh, next uh, next segment. That's my longer segment. So right now, I want to talk about your credit score. Your credit score, hmm, mine right now is somewhere between 750 and 780. I use an app called Credit Karma. Credit Karma is a great app. I like it very much. I like it a lot. It's a great tool. It's free, and you can kind of learn how credit works because it'll show you your credit history is awesome. You've never missed a payment. It'll show you the size of your balances on your credit cards. If it's over 8% or 10% or if it's under 3%, it'll tell you, oh, is that good or bad? It'll break it down for you. It'll show you the average age of your credit. And it'll also show you your credit inquiries, which is interesting because one day I looked at mine probably like seven years ago, and I saw that someone went to an Audi dealership and tested her of a car. And when they tester of the car, the car dealer guy said, what's, what's your uh, social security number? And they ran the credit score. Somehow my credit sc- credit score got ran. And I got an inquiry into it. Nothing ever came of it, but I was able to see and follow up on. I wonder if someone just jacked my credit and took me to the bank. Um, Never miss a payment. That's my number one piece of advice on keeping your credit score healthy. Never miss a payment. Never miss a really important payment is part 1A of that statement. (laughs) Like a mortgage payment. Never, never, never. If you're going to miss a payment, miss it on like maybe a phone bill or a gas bill. But never, ever, never on a mortgage. Um, number two, opening too many credit cards is one of the biggest mistakes you can make. Um, it'll ding your credit score. It'll ding it pretty hard. Now, this is frustrating because when I was in college, you'd go to the mailroom to pick up mail hopefully mom and dad sent me some cookies kind of thing because who's writing letters to you in college? My sister would send me letters and they were always funny. Uh, she's eight years younger than me. Uh, how about a gap there? Huh? You think she was a mistake? I know. I know. I know. We're not allowed to call children mistakes. It's politically incorrect, but I think something went wrong there. Um, but I, there's now a card act. Did you know this? that, Helps protect young people from abusive lending. Creditors made it really easy for me to get too many credit cards in college when I didn't have a job. I probably, that's probably the first time I ever became financially aware. I probably got too many pizzas from Krusty's Pizza or Domino's Pizza or something like that, put it on the credit card, I'll pay it off when I get back to summer work or working through college. Like it was a bad idea. That's what I recommend for you, a secure credit card uh, for your children. Uh, When they turn 16, 17, 18, get them one, put $1,000 on it, and tell them, hey, you can can get what your allowance allows you to get. If you miss a payment, it will automatically be paid for you from the money that you deposit in the account. I like that idea. It's credit cards on training wheels for young people who really don't know how to control their impulses. Which was definitely me. And the final piece of advice if you want a good credit score, a mistake to avoid would be um, closing cards that you no longer use. I've got a credit card that's over 20 years old, and I don't think I've used it, but maybe 10 times in the last 20 years. It makes my average credit older and more mature than creditors like that. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
1: Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. Let's talk tech talk a little bit, right? TikTok, TikTok. Tesla posted its most profitable quarter ever. It's odd that I call them a tech company because in my mind of minds, tech companies are a little something different. Tech companies are software, hardware, semiconductor, semiconductor equipment. But I'm going to make an exception slide Tesla into this group. Test drove one of their vehicles recently, and holy mackerel, it's fast. And I wasn't even in the souped up fast one. I don't know if I'd pay 20,000 extra dollars for ludicrous mode. But maybe. Tesla posted its fifth consecutive profitable quarter. They're setting themselves up to turn an annual profit. Nice. Very nice. The stock is up 400% this year. 8.77 billion revenue beat expectations. Growing interest in their cars, their storage, and their solar products. Their megawatts of solar generation equipment sold 57 megawatts in the last 90 days. I don't know how much that is. It must be a lot, though. It's a 33% increase over the previous year. Energy storage packs saw a larger 59% year-over-year increase. I'm liking what we're talking about. Do I see in my lifetime solar growing? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it'll grow a lot faster, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke, if Biden wins and there's more Democrats elected into Congress. I see a lot of stimulus tied towards that. I see the United States following uh, California, maybe not immediately, but Newsom saying 2035, all cars have to be sold as electric vehicles. There's one dominant player right now, and everyone's playing catch-up. And the dominant player has a 10-year lead on everyone else. So if you say it's 2020, it's 2030. Yes, GM's got a beautiful Hummer. Beautiful. It's pricey. And they haven't been doing it as long as Tesla has. So we'll see. Volkswagen unveiled plans to sell a mass-market electric vehicle with a slightly shorter range than Tesla's Model 3 at a cheaper price. Um, you're going to see a lot of competition coming into the sector. But what I really liked was listening to Elon Musk last night. He talked about five things. Write them down. Self-driving. He believes in self. Oh, by the way, um, Tesla just changed the range of the Model X overnight this week from 315 miles to 370 miles just with a software update. That's wickedly bad cool <laughs> like are you kidding me it's impressive now again i don't know about going up hills and situations like but and here's one thing that um you know how they have the autonomous self-driving mode it's in beta it's in beta it's in beta keep your hands on the wheel um, they've updated that with they've rewritten the whole code so all the old code is dumped out of your car all the new codes being put in and only a select few drivers have it. Uh, I'm going to get to the five things Elon Musk talked about. But before I do, one thing that makes me a little weird, they're road testing on human beings. They're not road testing in like the Nevada desert in a made up fictional cardboard city. They're saying, if you buy a Tesla, do you want to do you want to road test this for us? We'll download. We'll, we'll get, Yes. Like, that's bizarre. Have you heard of the story about the guy in a Tesla who got pulled over by the police? Because he was sleeping at the wheel while it was driving 55 miles down the highway. So, you know, the cops pulled him over. They got in front of his vehicle and the car slow and they went 55 to 50. And there his car went to 50, 50 to 45, 45. You see what? And they got him all the way down to zero. Whoa. Knocked on his window and said, dude, you're asleep at the wheel. We need to arrest you. It's a cool story, though, right? And then there's the story about the little girl who got hit (laughs) because the self-driving failed. But that's not as good of a story, so I'm going to just drop that one. Is that okay? So self-driving. Musk believes in self-driving technology and believes Tesla's technology will be ready sooner than most industry pundits believe. Keep in mind, we were talking about 2017. That was his promise not that long ago. And oh, look at the calendar. It's 2020. He said the full self-driving beta release. He was talking about the early full version and its full self-driving software just rolled out What I just talked about. Um, it's got the potential to enable new businesses such as fleets of robo taxis, robo taxis, robot parade, robot parade. Um, and he talks about how the margins of the taxi industry will look pretty awesome when you factor in autonomy. Uh, I'm not going to doubt him, but I'm not going to buy it yet either. Robo taxis. Musk's. This is the second big thing that he talked about. Um, a couple years ago, I want to say 2016, a lot of press releases were coming out about Tesla. Um, he talked about, well, if you have a Tesla in your driveway, and let's say you're just staying at home today watching a football game, you can put your car in taxi mode, and it can go drive people around town. You can make money from your own Tesla. Huh. So let's talk a little about this. He said a little more about the Robo taxi business and how it would look. He said, Tesla's earning money for owners in a variety of ways. You've got the car you can share with friends and family. You can add or remove it from the taxi network. You can have it entirely in the network. If you're an Uber or Lyft driver, you could be managing a fleet of 10 cars. Sort of seems like a shepherd tending to his flock type of thing. Okay, okay. I'm I'm liking that vision of the future. Third thing that he talked about was startups. So staying on that idea of me, Rob Black, having 10 Teslas and starting my own robo-taxi business, he said it's good for startups and entrepreneurs like Rob. He views Tesla as a series of startups under one roof. There's probably an excess of a dozen startups effectively at Tesla. He listed cars, autonomous driving, enterprise software, solar roofs, car sales, distribution, insurance. He has high hopes Tesla's insurance operations can generate value in the future. Number four that he talked about. The first three so far is the startups. The robo taxis is number two. The self-driving is number one. Number four on his list was manufacturing excellence. One common thread through manufacturing excellence he kept talking about is he's focused on engineering excellence that focus manifests itself in a way. Absolutely vertically integrated company. Um, he compared it to other car companies where, you know, the, the powertrain is made in Mexico, the um, the wheels are manufactured and put on in Tennessee, the computer chips are or the engines built in Detroit. He's like that doesn't make a lot of sense. So he says we have a massive amount of internal manufacturing technology that we built ourselves. Um, he designed machines to make machines. Okay. And he thinks it's difficult to copy? Uh, he's starting to lose me there, right? <clears throat> and <find, clears> the <throat> final thing is the EV future. The topic of 20 million Teslas by 2030 was raised. Musk wouldn't be pinned down by the interim goals, but he believes that 20 million goal is appropriate. I'm not saying for sure that we hit 20 million vehicles, but it does seem like a good goal to have because that would mean that we're replacing 1% of the global fleet per year. Okay. Okay. Uh, It's difficult to say that we, Tesla, are really changing the world if we're not switching out 1% of the global fossil fuel vehicles. Tesla stock is up today on all of this news. Um, I see upside. And again, it's a company I wish I would have pounded the table years ago. But I was focused on technology being software and semiconductors and hardware and semiconductor equipment. Did I miss it? I've been reporting on it for 10 years, but it's always had a valuation problem. We may have to kick valuation to the curb when companies start earning billions and billions and billions of dollars. We may have to say that they're free cash flow generating money-making machines. You can count Apple, Microsoft. Tesla's not quite as dominant in the money-making, but if he swaps out 1% of gas vehicles for electrical vehicles every year, Tesla's got a long way to go. So that's my opinion on Tesla. Let's see what the analysts have to say about it, shall we? Let's see if I can pull that up fast enough. Um, robot parade. That's, they might be giants, which takes me back to my college days. TBMG or TMBG. Um, they used to have, this was fun because I'd call from work because I wouldn't make a long distance call in my world because long distance calls were expensive on your own cell phone or your own home phone. So I would do it from work. Yes, I broke the law, uh, but they had an answer machine that you can call and they would play you a song of the day. And I find that is the ultimate insult in technology. Do you remember answering machines? My kids won't, won't know what an answer machine is night my dad died my mom called and left a message that broke my heart she needed a ride to the hospital the hospital called her like at three in the morning and said you need to get here he's not going to make it to six so my mom calls me crying and panicked and i couldn't hear the phone and it went to my answer machine and she's crying and panicked on my answer machine but that's a different story so tesla came out of the pandemic relatively unscathed continued its impressive streak of upside quarterly reports Demand has been never been a major issue for tesla Let's see um I'm trying to okay Baird they moved the stock to outperform on the name, admitting that they were too early in their January downgrade. Um, wow well, uh, they have a four hundred and eighty eight dollar price target on it there's j m securities uh, upgraded it to market outperform from market perform with a five hundred and sixteen dollar target. Lots going on no. Uh, the Cybertruck is the next thing we're going to be talking about. Um, end of next year is when you can expect one with more deliveries in 2022. We'll take a break here. We'll come right back. You can find me online at Roblox Show or NewFocusFinancial.com.
1: Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM
2: 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money invested in more. Don't think of me as a financial planner. Think of me as a smart financial uncle. Chad's the financial planner of the relationship. I'm just the guy who's been doing it for a long time and talking about it and humanizing the story, so to speak. We've hit the stories pretty well today. Unemployment numbers came down, or first-time filing of unemployment claims came down to under $800,000. Uh, we are in earnings season. So far, we are through about 20% of earnings season, and we're beating earnings by, get this... Huh. 17% um, Earnings season so far has been generally better than expected. S&P 500 earnings per share are expected to drop 17% in the third quarter. But 90 days ago, we were looking at a 24% decline in earnings. Isn't it funny? I, I threw out that line that the worse things get for America, the higher the stock market goes. Oh, it doesn't make sense. Um... It does make sense. It's the cost of money also goes lower because that's how we try to stimulate growth. But the rich companies get richer, it feels does it not. Um, so, one of the problems of that number about we were expecting earnings to drop 24%, they only dropped 17% so far, um, is that that's financially engineered more often than not. So, just hypothetically, company XYZ. So we expect, in 90 days from now, on October, let's say they report today, on October 22, we're going to report earnings of a dollar. Now, that's 90 days ago. With 60 days to go, they go, well, we've been kind of looking at the numbers, and we expect to make 95 cents. So they've already lowered expectations. And then... Before the 30 day quiet period where they're not allowed to talk about it, they say, We're only going to make 94 cents. We're expected to make 94. And they come out and they make 95 and they beat earnings expectations. You're like, Oh, that feels a little dirty because you said it was a dollar earlier. A lot of that kind of shenanigans goes on. And if you ever see shenanigans, I want you to scream, Shenanigans! Please don't. So, earnings season is going pretty well. September existing home sales jumped 9.5%, but prices are rising too fast as supply remains tight. Um, the median price of an existing home sold in September was 311000 a 14.8% gain compared to September 2019. So, the median home in the United States up 14, 14.8%. Yesterday, I told you about a real estate agent in Lake Tahoe area. We said it was the craziest summer we've ever had. Prices are up 25%. percent woo I bought a home there two years ago. <laughs> but that's a side note. Um, the median price of an existing home sold up 14.8% compared with September 2019. Again, a sector that's doing very well during the time of the pandemic. The inventory of homes for sale fell 19.2%. People don't want to leave the home that they're in, but people want a second home to escape to. Sales could be more robust if there were more homes available. Tight supply pushes prices higher. It kind of all starts working together if you see where I'm going with this. Americans are splurging on spending for housing. This is good news for Home Depot and Lowe's, but home prices are are rising too fast. Now, who says that? Your real estate agent? Probably not. But Lawrence Young, chief economist for NAR, the National Association of Realtors, said that home improvements, uh, home prices are, move, are rising, rising too fast. He's the guy that it's his business to sell the, the sexiness of real estate. It's his business to, to, he's a National Association of Realtors. He's supposed to be the one who's out there, you know, sober, uh, not sober, drunk. He's the one who's supposed to be out there drunk, like, oh, real estate always goes higher. And this time he's saying prices are going too fast. Uh, who's the biggest loser here? It's the first time home buyer. You are the biggest loser. Boy, I don't like that. Uh, TV show, the remake of, uh, the weakest link. I don't get it. You used to have a British blonde host and they replaced her with an American blonde host. Like we see, we get it. We get it. Blonde people are mean and cruel. <laughs> I get it. Uh, Vacation resort homes were up 34% annually as more people move whenever, wherever they want because you can work at home. I know you're saying, did you just do a little Shakira? Yes. (laughs) Who, off the record, I know you don't want my opinions. I find her to be one of the most eye-worthy people on the planet. Like When you see her dance and sing, you can't take your eyes off her. Like She's compelling. I don't really like her as a judge on the talent shows or anything like that. But when you see her, whew, boy, she's got a, she's like, I think she's like four foot one. She's tiny. Uh, <laughs> she's hiding behind a mushroom. Anyway, um, elsewhere out there, regionally speaking, the Northeast jumped 16.2% of sales. Uh, price, I'm sorry, uh, sales, sales. Uh, 22 point, uh, let's see, median price in the Northeast was up 17.8%. Sales up 16.2% in vacation homes. Okay. Um, The big value in America seems to be the Midwest, where a median price home is only $243,000. You know Warren Buffett still lives in the same home he bought like 50 years ago? Isn't that a beautiful thing? What we've learned about the pandemic, there's five things in life, family, fitness, work, sleep, and fun. You only get to choose three. That's life. There's trade offs. You want to be fit, eh, maybe you're not going to have much time for work. You want to have family, maybe you're not going to have as much time to be fit. Or you want to be fit and have family, maybe you're not going to be able to sleep. There's a weird formula going on in the pandemic. Um, fitness is no longer a priority in my life. Um, we're all going to move in between all these, and that's what we try to have money for. I know, family and fun. Right? That's where work comes in for money. That's where I come in, talking about making more of it by investing it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show or Twitter, Rob Black Show, or newfocusfinancial.com.